It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We're back from our brief hiatus in which we had to mourn the loss of the Bruins from the playoffs. And well, if you watch the rest of the playoffs, good for you. You are a better person than I am. You uh, hope you really enjoyed that because. <laughs> I, of course, am here with Jeff. Hello, hello. And Tim. Hello. Nick N is on assignment, and this week's assignment is a um, pizza party and uh, <laughs> and hockey game with his hockey people. Also, I am VA. I did not say that before. But anyway, yeah, the Bruins blew an opportunity here because the Canadiens made it to the Stanley Cup final. Improbably, improbably made it to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Uh, mm. It was a team meteor matchup. Come on, guys. Well, well, there's the thing. Like, so, so I was, I was, I was um, out with my best man the night before my wedding, and um, you're not supposed oh, to talk right. about that. Cut that out. But anyway, well, you but, were but, out. Yeah, we were out, and and uh, my hockey son's like, "Oh shoot, I didn't even know the game was on. Do you want to watch it?" I'm like, "Dude, no. I, I, I want a space rock to hit that fucking arena." <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it. it, it. Oh, it was bad. I, I, I even so I'm part of a Bucks group of fan base that we have a Discord, and we talk in it all the time. And I literally stayed away from the Discord for like a week just because I was like, nope. And when I came back, I was tagged in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, nope. Just yep. When Down Goes Brown was trying to say, as a Bruins fan, you should be rooting for the Lightning. I'm like, no, I'm not rooting for either of them. I was going to say, I'm surprised she didn't write Team Meteor. Oh, like, like For any of those. Like, I'm just like, really? Who the fuck are you? Like, Team Meteor, I feel like you're, you're, you're high on the list of coinage for this, for, for, for that sort of thing. But again, like, he, I don't even know. It's even the kind of article that he's still good at. I, I still don't understand what happened there. It's like. Okay, at least he didn't come around to say something ridiculous like, you know, decide to take his own life in his hands and suggest, and, and suggest pull to, to cheer for Montreal. Well, you had a group of the fan base that was like, if you as a Bruins fan can appreciate and root for the little team Montreal making it to the final, beating Tampa Bay, then I don't know what you're doing. Fuck so that. And I was just <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I will grant you that Montreal was the more likable team because they weren't Goliath. But I still, when people will ask me about how I felt about the uh, final, which happened last week at a wedding, somebody said, how did you feel about that? And I went, I don't have enough middle fingers to put up right now. That's how I feel about it. And he laughed. And I said, as far as I'm concerned, the Seattle Kraken won the, the Stanley Cup this year. They're not even a team yet. I mean, like, let's face it, at least three players that played in that final are going to be cracking in the fall. There we go. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Yep. Let's rewind a little bit because, Mr. I had to make this announcement thing first. I had planned to start out this way, but then we got to talking about the final. So let's take care of our little piece of uh, housekeeping here. One of us has changed their relation status. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to say, Mazel tov. Very happy that you 
And Dr. Julie tied the knot. I know that last year you wanted to do that in, well, the pandemic. And and you guys, God willing, did not choose to think of that as a, hey, maybe this is this is against us. This is nature working against us. You said, fuck that. We're going to go get married. Now, we all remember when Jeff, well, 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 when most of us all met. I mean, you guys knew each other for a while. And when I came into the picture, Jeff was... Newly single, not happy about it, moved to a new place, doing a new job. It was difficult. And it took some time. And then you found, you found Dr. Julie. And you settled down some more. And you got engaged. And now you're fully married. Let's see that ring. Where's the ring? Look at that! There we go. Look at that! Oh my god. Uh, it's it's a little rough for wear because we used uh, heirloom rings. They were uh, her uh, paternal grandfather, paternal grandfather and grandmother's rings. So, oh, oh, yeah. is that the grandfather who passed away? Um, no, the uh, her, her father. This is the other one. Oh, um, because uh. her yeah her 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 father's parents had been had been dead for for some years. Um, used their rings. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well. Well, uh, I uh, just want to say, Lachaim. <laughs> Again, another Mazel Tov. And there we go to the newlyweds, doctor and doctor. Dr. Jeff, Dr. Julie. Are you? Yes. Oh, let's. Ah, and uh, clink. Yes, clink. Clink, clink. Okay, that didn't sound that great. I should have brought another <coughs> glass upstairs. Okay, you can see that I, I have the picture of. Uh, Nick there for you. Uh, he sends his uh, well wishes. Tim, do you have any words? Yeah, I just, uh, I, we all kind of became friends on the internet and we all met and stayed friends on the internet kind of for a while now. I mean, geez, I'm pro. It's been, it's been almost 10 years, right? So like, that's quite a long time. And uh, I just hope that you and Julie are happy. You deserve it. And I'm happy for you. There we go. See the words that Tim, Tim had the words that I didn't have. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. And Nick would have had words, except he forgot to send them to me. <laughs> in, true, in true Nick fashion. <laughs> hey, he sent me the picture. <laughs> and i had to figure out how to put it on here from my phone and i figured all that out so there we go all right excellent so he's a married man women hands off i doubt he'll ever do sexy schedule reading ever again ah to bachelor life it's all gone <laughs> it's been so long since it did sexy schedule reading I know. I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about all the things that we've done. We'd come up with our fake promos and we'd talk about like we'd have sexy schedule reading and we'd have tinfoil hockey helmet. We only ever had one segment of tinfoil hockey helmet somehow because we, well, I mean. We just how, how are you going to beat it? it? Well, exactly. <laughs> we just incorporated it into our being. <laughs> Our whole show is tinfoil hockey helmet. <laughs> we we had that um, going way back. We had that uh, Chris 
special where we had like a play type thing going on. Yep. Oh, and I, yep. This is one of the that was that was an occasion where I wasn't there. I know. Oh. But you can be there for the musical. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going into the seventh season. That's about when that happens on a sitcom, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, the Scrubs one might be in this in season seven. It's close to that. <laughs> which has the brain tumor and she hears everything in the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of scrubs, I still I think it's hilarious that Emily Benjamin and her husband named their two sons Elliot and Reed. That's pretty funny. I, I found that out by reading Dan Barbarisi's book, The uh, Chasing the Thrill. That's what it's called. It's about trying to uh, search for the Forest Fen treasure. I don't know if you yeah. are aware of that. I, I read a long form on. I want to say Vice about it a while ago. Maybe not Vice, but I can't remember where. But yeah, Outdoor Magazine was one that he had. Uh, he had a piece in. I don't know if it. Was, I don't know if it was Dan's. It was another. It might have been someone else. It's pretty interesting so far. She said it was a, a quick read and that it was a lot of fun. And it is. So I'm. I'm pretty excited to be reading that. I think it's a book that you might very much dig. To tell you the truth. I said I read the when the, the the essay I wrote on read on it was pretty cool. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm almost glad I didn't know about this because like I could have fallen down this rabbit. I could have easily fallen down this rabbit hole. <laughs> it's in it was in the Rocky Mountains. It it supposedly has been found, but I'd rather that you read the book. I haven't even finished the essay the book. I read had been after it was supposedly found too and included that. I think it had some pictures of the supposed treasure too. I've been interested in in for a while. I found out about it. Uh, BuzzFeed used to do a little series on, they had these two guys, Shane and Ryan, who would do these things. And uh, they talked about the Forest Fen treasure. And I became interested around that time. So it was like, I don't know, maybe five years ago. And, and I forgot about I it. And remember then, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they used to, they did a lot of stuff. They did paranormal, paranormal yep. thing, which I watched those. They also did a uh, a true crime type thing where they would get predominant crimes that happen, murders, things like that, and just go through and investigate, do their own like investigation through them. Like they did the Black Dahlia one. Oh yeah, that one was really creepy. Yep. There was one where they they had a round table where they were discussing uh, interesting points of history that people didn't know, like the first female pirate or the most well-known p- female p- pirate, I should say. That was a good series. It only lasted one season, but that's okay. But anyway. Let's get back to the world of hockey because we are barely on topic and we really went off topic there. But and we've wandered off into the woods at this point. We have. Metaphor- <laughs> metaphorically and kind of literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do live in Maine. There's plenty of that. <laughs> hey, Jeremy Swayman was out in the Alaska w- wilderness with uh, that guy who gets mistaken as uh brad marchand from time to time uh- <laughs> and when he had when they showed him with the moose it was like literally the perfect content for me because moose is my favorite animal and then you have jeremy swayman it was it was just perfect i saw a moose in maine in a very swampy area that sounds that 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 would check out. Yeah, it was like I think it was the Rangeley Lakes area, and it was just like oh. it was one of those things where you looked and you're like, <gasps> oh yeah, and you're just like, okay, I want to just take this in and just enjoy this, and I also don't want to die. 
Yeah, they're 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 terrifyingly huge. Yeah, and um, I remember one. I've seen a bunch, obviously, uh, living up here. One of the times I saw one, I, I'll never forget it. So I used in middle school an altar server for the church, right? Mm-hmm. And it was summer, and I was serving, and it was a mass where the bishop was there. So it was kind of like a deal, and it was in the summer, so it was warm. So they had the doors open, the entrance doors kind of open, letting air in and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting up, sitting up there, minding my business, and I happened to look all out the window, out the door, and a moose runs by through the parking lot and I was just like whoa <laughs> and it was it was the craziest thing just because it was in the middle of town you see you'll see moose in the woods all the time but you don't generally see them just run through like a parking lot in the middle of town so it was it was kind of it jarred me a little bit I was like whoa there's a moose and it just ran by and then I think the priest I think I remember noticing it and saying something too because he was like hey a moose just went by. Everyone be careful along your way out. <laughs> Speaking of, of large boreal mammals, just uh, as an aside, there's a there's a, a male black bear terrorizing like where my parents uh, live in the Mount Washington Valley that apparently like ate an entire herd of goats. Oh my god! Oh my Small god. herd of goats, but like all of them. <laughs> How did the goats not eat him? Or her. I mean, I'm assuming it was sort of a. You know, apparently, it was like all like. I don't know. I wasn't there. Like my mother told me about. It. I'm like, Dave, how many goats? She's like, I don't know. But it was the whole herd. I'm like, it couldn't have been a big herd, right? She's like, I don't know. So I'm assuming it was a small herd. It's like, mom, don't come to me with this without details. She's like, if you're gonna tell me a damn buried an entire herd of goats, I need numbers. Like, yeah. Right? If it's like if, if a herd is five, I'm like, okay, that's impressive enough, but like, fine, whatever. But if it's like twenty fucking goats, like that bear is super. That bear is clearly some sort of supervillain. <laughs> yeah, legitimately, <laughs> like this bear also must be massive. Apparently, like, from they know people that have seen it, and this is apparently a very big black bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be a main black bear. Great, <laughs> it could be. I mean, <laughs> but, he's. He's fucking shit up in New Hampshire. Any anyone who knows anything knows that you may loves fucking shit up in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's that's a real kick in the nuts for all our uh, for, for all those uh, UNH fans out there listening. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> You know, there's been a huge amount of Bruins news that has uh, come down the line since we last spoke. Uh, I'm not going to get into Don Sweeney's and what's his name? Cam Neely. Oh, my God. I I always want to say Cam Newton. They're not going to take away our podcast for this one, are they? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because I I know Mandy would would take Uh, away our podcast. (laughs) Look, I would just explain to Mandy, and she knows that I come from the world of football, okay? (laughs) And for some reason, when I start saying Cam, and then an N after that, it just follows that it's Cam Newton. And look, I, I sat through some of that season last year and watched Cam Newton play, and I am not really happy about that. Again, at least with football, you're only committing yourself to like 13 games. Well, 16. 
but you know. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> 17 this year. One game a week, basically, which is fine. After a while, that's about all the energy you have. I will say, though, real quick, thinking about Cam Neely trying to tweet in those weird letters is hilarious. Like Cam Newton does on like Instagram and stuff. Cam I don't want to see Cam, ne- Cam Neely start wearing Cam Newton suits. <laughs> oh my gosh, Cam Cam Neely in a hat and scarf. That would be wild. That I would like to see. I would like to see that. Let's do that. Um before we make a new wardrobe for him. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the comments I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about their end of the year comments because there wasn't really anything insightful there. Basically, the the gist was, we owe it to Brad and Patrice to go at it one more time. Have another go at the the cup. That's all you needed to hear. Okay? Yep. And honestly, most of their diagnoses of the team made you nod your head. Sometimes you you, you end up tilting your head to the side a little bit, making that face that Tucker Carlson makes when he doesn't understand stuff. Um, Oh, you mean the fake (laughs) face that he makes. When, yeah, yeah. You mean the face that he makes all the time? Yes, that one. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no, but these were like mostly legit. It's like, okay, yeah, but the bottom six death was a problem. You got to do something about the about those wings, particularly on the right side and the left side. Defense is an issue. We need someone that can devour minutes. Matt Grizzlick, love him, was in over his head once everyone else was dead. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, right. So it's like. Yes, we know what you're talking about. We saw that too. Amazing. Uh, just the thing is, we're not in any control of that. You guys are. <laughs> but anyway, we don't really need to go into that. What we do need to go into, what are they going to do to make that team into a championship caliber team? Okay, what what do we think that we're gonna they're going to do? Because they they obviously see the problems that they have, you know. Um, so is the answer to, let's say, oh God, I don't even want to go here. It's like too early. I don't want to sit here and start out with like, are they going to resign Hall and Krejci? What's going on with him? And it's not that early though, because like the twenty eighth is just ten days away. So like that's when free agency starts. Well, well, fuck, but like like for those guys, like we could see that resolved as soon as Thursday, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. I guess we do have to give some thought to it because I, I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself here because obviously um, we are going to record again next week. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the the expansion draft and the aftermath and the, the and the draft draft. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so I don't want to get too ha- far ahead of myself. I guess it's more of a rhetorical question I'm asking here. Like, what are you guys going to do about this? You, you really, you can't come out and say those things and then not do it. Now, what's right. really been interesting is like, there have been names that people have been throwing about in our chats that are moving to different destinations right now. You know, like Barclay Goodrow. Who's he with now? The Rangers? The Rangers, Rangers acquired his rights. Honestly, like, while well, Bark could Goodrow's a great player, I want. I'm kind of excited, hoping the Rangers sign him. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want the Bruins to have any part of the contract that it takes to land him. Because right. he, yeah. he, he and Blake Coleman are some of the big fish this year. That are they're 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 good players, but they're going to get overpaid for too long. 
And then there, you know, there's talk of getting Connor Garland or somebody, another hometown. Yes, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, from from Arizona. Very you know. much want. Okay. You know. <laughs> um, so I, I'm just saying that the stuff's on the horizon. Like I said, I don't know how much I want to get into this right now. It just seemed like a a good point to to go from the what Cam and Don said. What they have done is they have done some signings internal. Signings, of course. Oh, well, one and, external. And one, and one external as well, you know. Yeah, so let's talk about the external one. It is a, it is a Jesper Froden, or Froden. Froden. Yep. So, yeah, 26-year-old yeah, um, uh, right wing, undrafted out of Sweden. Yep, two-way, one-year deal uh, worth eight forty-two five hundred. And... Even though he's 26, it's uh, he doesn't have to go through waivers because it's in the LC. Right. He did. Um, I put up 22, 18, 40 in 52 games with um uh, with Skellefteå last year. So is yeah. that in the Swedish league? Is that the top tier? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. It's that's the uh, SHL, not the Alsk, not the Alsvenskan. Right. Yeah. Right. And he put up it, it was his only his second full year in in the top tier league. Yeah, that that was my thing. It was only his second full year. I mean, he played four, well, five, five or six, years. Five, six, seven, six, <laughs> a lot of years in the All Star League. I was surprised they haven't like... renamed it the the, the, the Alfroden. <laughs> <laughs> I just the look on Tim's face was just hilarious. It was just like well, it must have been like me on Cap Friendly to start scrolling up and seeing more and more seasons go. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Still not ending. Still not ending. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I was on a, I'm on Elite Prospects and I was going through and I was like, oh. All Svenskin, all Svenskin. I was like, holy shit, how many years did he spend in this league? But yeah, yeah, they. that's a lot to play in that league. And all Svenskin isn't, I don't know, it's It's hard to, it's, if you have to spend that much time in it, maybe not great, but who knows. He's, it, it's a low-risk signing, obviously, so... Honestly, this guy produces the same exact amount. Doesn't matter what league he's in, by the looks of it. <laughs> he's he's taking a shot. You got to respect that. But I also wanted to say, could we use like the uh, the idea of uh, how many planets out there that that are similar to Earth that can that could sustain life? N plus one is is that how many years he spent <laughs> in that league? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that was the signing that came down. I'm like, ooh, yay. <laughs> I mean, like, found money. You're not expecting to be high in the, play, in, 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 in the roster. Maybe he, like, challenges Chris Wagner. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been some rumors that the Bruins, if they can't, if they can't deal Wagner, that they'd like to bury him. So, Really? I hadn't seen – I'd seen one that they were, like, trying to find buyers, maybe – Rumors, rumors. Okay. okay, so that means that uh, I'm not saying that's a thing. I'm saying that I've heard rumors. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Who knows? Uh, Chris Wagner could be working on his anxiety and could be a much better player this year. He's also getting married at the end of this month or end of next month. I can't remember. 
Um, maybe it's July 28th. Well, he's getting married, you know, and he's looking for a job at the uh, sports hub. He did a intern. <laughs> he did a, uh, Chris the intern day, uh, which was funny. Um, that's how he revealed that uh, Krejci takes what he calls the check shower, which he's he goes in and he just gets wet and comes back out. <laughs> like and 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 in and Krejci's defense, I am going to say that if you are a hockey player and you have to take like so many showers a day because you practice, you do this, you do that, whatever, you probably just want to go home and take the real shower there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just enough. Hose yourself off enough that you can like not hate yourself for putting your um uh, go to the game your go to the game suit back on. Right, right, right. So it's like like in his defense, I think that his hygiene is better outside of there. You know, I mean, Krejci's a Taurus. We have some self respect. Okay. I was gonna say like Krejci puts enough effort into his hair um that I, I feel like he's probably washing himself. Right. <laughs> His hair is terrible, but he's clearly, you know, doing things, trying to do things with it. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of that whole man bun slash like little ponytail thing, but he rocks it. So it's fine. You know, and if pasta rocks it, it's fine. I, I don't know. I, I guess I can deal with that when when regular everyday people do it. I'm like, ah, OK, okay, whatever. I'm trying not to be too judgy. My My point is here that Chris Wagner said he'd like to be in the sports broadcasting business at some point, he'd like to take over one of their chairs. <laughs> Read into that or take what you want from that. But anyway, let's get back to the signings. Uh, we've got uh, Anton Bleed signed. Oh, I'd forgot that we'd re-sign Bleed too. Yeah. 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 Uh, one year two-way deal, of course. He he, he just seems to remain. <laughs> yep. Um, like I, uh, I think he's the lone survivor from his draft now, unless you want to count Solaric and Arneson's rights. Neither one of them are coming back. We know that. No, no, there's no reason for Arn. I doubt the team wants Arneson to come back. But I think, yeah. Anyway, I think Bleed's gonna is this is this this generation is Tommy Cross. Fair enough. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, he could be the captain in Providence because yeah, I had with that seeing as Paul Carey is uh is uh scooted off to the to Europe. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't yeah, know he, that. He and I don't remember what what league he went to. Oh, neither. And Camfer did in fact go to the KHL. Uh yes, to the Akbar's uh, Kazan. Kazan. Yeah. Kazan. Yeah. Well, I I think it's like the Snow Leopards. Nice. Yeah, that's what they're called. But uh, yeah, he he did finally go. There were rumors that he had been contacted and signed with the KHL team, and and then it was actually true. Harry went to the uh, Swedish. Ah, uh, yeah. I had in my head maybe German or Swiss, but right on. <laughs> he's he's gonna pay for Jur Gardens IF the Animal Gardens the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. Your because, gardens, I think. Yeah, because um, it's so weird that they put a D there. Well, I can tell you for a fact that the, I looked this up today. The J in Swedish is pronounced as a Y, just like in German. Mm. So there you go. Oh, oh, I did not know about Paul Carey doing that. So, well, good for him. Uh, I can't blame Camfer for wanting to play somewhere where he'll actually get time. 
I mean, honestly, like Kempfer's talented enough that he could probably be an absolute fucking rock star in the K in the KHL. The question is whether it's too late in his career for him to make it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to turn into a Kevin Dahlman who, like, you know, was a scrub in the NHL and then went to the KHL and became their Paul Coffey. Well, good luck to both of them. Uh, it's got to be hard to be here and to be constantly in the AHL or to be fighting for a spot and only being, you know, I mean. Well, think both of them are in their 30s. And they've been tweeners their entire careers. Like, think about the dedication to keep fucking around on two-way contract on two-way contracts into your thirties. Fucking a guys, fucking a guys. Like, you know, a lot of players like that have deals with their their partners that they're like, hey, you know what? If I don't make it by thirty, if I'm not a regular player by thirty, then I will go do something else. Like Sean Thornton had that deal with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, John Scott had that deal with his wife. You know, because John Scott has a degree in mechanical engineering from uh, Michigan State. You know, so he had choices. Michigan to- Tech. Oh, Mission Tech. I'm sorry. You're right. Mission Tech. Got it wrong. I'm sorry. They're all. I mean, well, remember, you're, you're on the wrong. You're on the wrong glove in Michigan. I mean, in Michigan State. You went Michigan Tech's up here. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. I. Okay. I'm not trying to say they're all the same thing. I'm just saying he has a degree in mechanical engineering. You can do things with that. You can. But he didn't want to resort to that. And now he does a podcast and who else knows what he does? I mean, he has six kids. He's very Catholic. So he is. uh, He's uh, he's a fertile fellow. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And you know what? It turns out he is not the asshole that everybody thought he was. He's a likable guy. On the ice, he was an asshole. That was his job. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I just want to say that. I, you know, his story, his all-star game story is the one of the best things about hockey. It really is. I, I know that it started out as a joke, but man, it was just a beautiful story. And I just want to say that uh, uh, John Scott spoke with David Backus on his podcast. And David Backus said that, uh, you know, perfection, basically the, the, the ideal embodiment of perfection is Patrice Bergeron? Yes. It's nice to hear that his that his, co- that his colleagues think that, see, see it the same way. Yeah. I don't think that you can have any interaction with uh, with uh, Patrice Bergeron and not walk away thinking that. I really don't. I stood next to the man for like a couple of minutes. Bottle it. Bottle whatever it is. I want it. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So. All right. Getting back to the signings because they're so interesting. <laughs> Cam Hughes and uh, Jonah or Yona Kapanen. Oh, that's right. It is Jonah. Yona Kapanen. Both had ideal one year. Uh, ideal. It's identical one year. 750K two-way deals. Oh, they're not identical. They're not identical. Oh. Hughes makes more money at the min- in the minors and and has a minimum guaranteed salary. So uh, if they both spend the whole season in, in minors, um, Coppinen makes 80K. 
you just makes a hundred, but uses guaranteed a hundred and ten, minimum of a hundred and ten thousand. Basically, it's like we're we're promising with you paying playing a game or not, we're paying you for a couple for a couple NHL games too. <laughs> All right, you're right. Sorry, I, sorry, I, I, no. I, I contract detailed. Dude. My bad. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. You're you're right. I I was wrong about that because. I neglected to look at that thing because I'm going to just tell you something right now. I care, but not that much. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about it is use is probably a, a, a real life like competitor for a bottom six left wing spot in camp. So okay. he just had a right. He just had an excellent season in Providence. Yeah, he had a really good year, and he had a really bad year the year before, so it was a nice bounce back. He was injured two years ago, too. You got to keep in mind, if you go back far enough, he was at one point considered a first or second rounder candidate in 2015. Like, and that's a, quite a draft to it. Why have at any point been considered that high up the food chain? He fell to the sixth, but... <laughs> I just want to point out that it was the Marlboro Bruins. He had an excellent year in Marlboro. I believe I described them as some uh, as Provboro recently. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just wanted to just I just wanted to say that not that I was able to see any of the games because thank you pandemic, but you know, whatever. All right, so then let's get into this one. Trent Frederick, two years. Hang on, gotta open the actual contract terms. But yeah, two years with an AAV of one million and fifty thousand dollars. Yep, one way, baby, one way, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one way, both years. Yeah. Um, makes a uh, nine fifty this coming year and and eleven fifty the year after. Mm. Yep. Yep. I want him to make Tom Wilson's life terrible when they meet up with the Bruins. <sighs> I don't care if he takes that. If he if he takes five in a game, just like spear freaking Tom Wilson so hard in the nuts, he shits blood. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite pictures of of T. Freddy is him just in his penalty box, just like staring at Tom Wilson in the other t- one, and he's got this smile on his face, like this, just like I am so so happy with what I've done. <laughs> I, you know what he's got to he's got to look out for is is um not just be that because like I think being the absolute be absolute like pain in the ass agitator is definitely a good a good thing for him. I mean, look what he did with Ovechkin. <laughs> I mean, and he should have drawn a major then, but we've talked about that before. Well, no, I now understand that whole thing now. Yes. Mm. Players like that need to be careful not to get caught up in their own mythos. I think it's a problem that Lucic suffered from rather badly. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't think that T. Freddy thinks that hard. <laughs> You're probably right. He is kind of... I mean, like his best friends were the Kachuk brothers. Yeah. That... <laughs> and and they're both crazy. There's not a lot of thinking there. <laughs> There's a lot of just doing, you know? Um, like, Milan Lucic, I found out um, through listening to the Cue the Memories podcast... Milan Lucic has a real mind for hockey, especially remembering statistics, remembering specific players he played against. 
like if they were right shooters, you know, they're, he remembers their tendencies. He doesn't look at game film because he remembers things. Oh, he's so going to be in the front, be a front office guy when he's done. I, it, it's one of those things where it's like you just kind of look at Lucic and you don't think that much is going on, but he will fool the crap out of you. Um, because they, they say, yeah, if we want to remember something about the 2011 season or team, we'll just talk to Luch and he's got it all in his head. He, has, he doesn't even write this stuff down. He just has it. I remember there were some things about him being like, like him being a bit of a stats nerds, which I remember a lot of people on the internet really scoffed at because, well, I mean, the stats don't really look that good for him <laughs> and, 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 and never, and have never looked great. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, he just remembers other stats so well, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's one of those things where you wouldn't imagine that this is who Luch is, but he is. And it makes me kind of wonder if he just sort of clinically identified. It's like, okay, based on what I'm capable of doing, this is the type of player I need to be to be to succeed. Maybe. But then again, he also entered the league at a time where, you know, things big tough changing. power forward was, you know, still a wanted commodity and did not ma- it didn't matter if they skated glacially. Look, you know, I don't think he gives a lot of thought to that. He, I think he thinks like, I made it, and I just want to stay here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, there you go. It's fine. Now, Luch is the glue that keeps everybody together in that, that team. He's the one who uh, most of the time starts the uh, FaceTime chats at a god-awful time at night when everybody's asleep. <laughs> Which, as it turns out, it's usually Ferenc and Zeidenberg who pick up. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I mean, you know, like the other guys will participate if they're not in bed already, obviously. But, you know, so it's it's a lot of fun. That podcast is a lot of fun. Although I've not listened to the one with Shane Knighty uh, because I'm like, um, well, I feel like like he was probably sort of. I think he's one of those glue guys. Because he didn't really play in the finals, did he? He did not play in the finals. He did not get his name on the cup. Yeah, so it's just it's so weird. But anyway, and it, and it was and it was so cut and dried. The team didn't even fight on his behalf. They fought on Steve Kampfer's behalf, mm-hmm. unsuccessfully. But... Right. Right, right. So I just haven't listened to it yet because I'm just not as excited about it. But I will listen to it. It just, you know, takes takes a little bit of time. All right, ready? Now we're going to talk about my favorite signing. Oh, yes, this just dropped a couple of days ago. Your boyest of boys is uh, going to be a ruin for a long time. Yay! Of course, Brandon Carlo signed, his, um, signed a six-year extension last week. Um, with a pretty tidy um uh, AV of four point one million dollars. Like um, again, like so he's young enough that six years, even though a six year contract is kind of kind of an alarming deal for his his type of defenseman. Mm-hmm. And he's his also, injuries. Yeah, and his injuries. But he's also twenty four. That only takes him. To, only takes till he takes us till he's thirty. Right. Right. He will be UFA at that point, and he does have. Some modified no 
trade clauses. Yes. So the next two seasons, because he wasn't eligible, he does not, because you don't, you can't have clauses until you would have until a, a UFA equivalent season. Right. So mind you, this is a 4.1 AAV buying four years of uh, of UFA, which is pretty good too. So in 2023-24, and then 24-25, so his first two seasons of the of having uh, trade clauses. So he, yeah, he has a, a 10 to a 10 team no trade list. Yep. And then in the um, uh, the fifth year of the contract, 25-26. He has a 18 no trade list, and in the final year, 26 27, he has a three team no trade list. Yep. Yep. See, I, I thought I wrote all that down. <laughs> I am very excited. I know that lots of people are like, oh no, I don't like the term. And I'm like, I don't care. He has to be here forever. Well, like, all, well, that's one thing I noticed come the afternoons they came in. All the chart guys are like, yeah. it's like, well, it's like, well, but like I've seen other ones that say his suppression numbers are awesome. So why are you guys so down on his generation numbers? Yeah, he's, uh, he's very good at what he's paid to do, <laughs> and he's not being paid a huge amount of money to be doing it. He it's like he knows his value. Well, like I'm gonna say, these numbers are very compare very favorably to a lot of the other to other recent you know heavyweight defensive defensemen like. Not counting current contract, it's you know compares fairly favorably with Keith, Keith Seabrook's previous contracts. Nicholas Yalmerson, Yalmerson probably being the best the best comparable there possible actually, in terms of like mobility on top of size and um, uh, and defensive ability. <laughs> yeah, I've I've read that the New York Islanders should be sending the Bruins a thank you gift because they basically set the market for Adam Pellick. Well, I think that that Sweeney should offer sheet Adam Pellick instead. Whoa! <laughs> wow! They say, but he is a, he is an RFA. They have said they want an Adam Pellick type. Well, fuck! Don't don't, don't buy the off-brand Adam Pellick. See if you can if you, if you can if you can land the real fish. Yeah, we don't need a bargain basement. Just go get the real thing. We don't don't get RC Cola Adam Pellick. Just get hey, you get get the fucking classic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Sam's big Sam's American choice. That's what I'm looking for. Fuck, like or yeah, RC <laughs> is a brand name mostly down in the south. We used to have RC cola at my house when I was a kid. And okay, when... but like it's basically okay. He's the Doctor Thunder to Carlos. <laughs> there we go. Doctor Thunder. <laughs> Doctor Thunder and Mountain Thunder, which are both the Walmart versions of of, of Mountain Dew and Doctor Pepper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Also, Doctor Thunder, excellent porn name. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> and now we know what Doctor Jeff does in his free time. <laughs> drink, drink store brand pop. <laughs> oh no, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so and here ready i'm gonna drop this bomb if you don't already know this ready this contract came at a good time because my boys to boys is gonna be a daddy oh i saw some pictures from a bridal and baby shower that was thrown in may by the bruins wives and girlfriends for four women specifically and one of which was 
a woman who was also who she was going to be a bride to be and she's a mom to be, which happened to be Brandon Carlo's fiance Mason. So yeah, uh, expect baby Carlo in she was showing so September or October. One of those. I'm, I. It's hard to tell. I don't know how far along she is, but they should be coming back anytime now. Because I can't imagine that they would stay in Colorado to have the baby while the season's going to start up. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, that's exciting. It is. See? I knew, I had heard that it was true, and then I saw pictures, and I'm like, definitely true. Yeah. So... And uh, I think while we're on this topic, we should just Yeah, I was going to say that provides an awful, awful, awful jumping off point. (sighs) Our hearts absolutely go out to David Pasternak and his girlfriend, Rebecca, for just the loss of their son, baby Vigo. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. It still makes me sad. And they're going to get through this. It's going to hurt. And they will always remember uh, they will always have him as their little angel looking on from above. I really hope that David can bounce back and just have a beast of a season. You know, the, in terms, uh, I hate to put it this way because it's going to sound way, way more cynical than I mean it to. If something this horrible was going to happen, it basically ha- it basically happening the maximum amount of time before the next season starts. It's mm. an absolute godsend. Yeah, it 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 gives pasta and, and 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 his girlfriend time to mourn. Yep, they need the the space, the time and space to do that. Yeah, that's the best part about it. I well, the best such as it is. It. Yeah, <laughs> like they they he doesn't have to do media. He can go away. He can just kind of he can be with family. He doesn't have any obligations like things like that, that you have during the season or around the season. Um, because those are questions you don't really want to hear. And you may hear them at the start of the year, but like, hopefully it's going to be far enough out of the mind where you won't, he won't have to answer them and he won't be, ask them because i mean come on like let them they, he said to respect their privacy on the whole situation. he doesn't need to be answering questions about it if i were a reporter talking to david posternock i would very quietly off the record give my personal condolences but i would not want to ask any questions or talk about it otherwise i think it's like just show the person that you respect what they're going through don't be invasive Honestly, maybe not even say anything. You could just be gentle with with him. Let him tell you what kind of mood he's in. I, I think that's how it is. It, it is unfathomable. It is a terrible tragedy. Remember, there are other players who have gone through similar things, like you know uh, Eric Carlson and his wife Melinda. Uh, is that her name? They had gone Jordan. through. Yeah, Jordan Stahl. Jordan Stahl. Yeah, there was others. It's. I, it feels, although it probably isn't. It just. It feels. And again, maybe I just have no frame of reference. It seems to me like it like it seems to happen to hockey players more than you'd expect relative to the general population. But maybe I'm just not seeing this. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it's. Tight. They're not a big. They're not a big pool, and it just seems like there's been a lot, a lot in the last few years. Maybe that's just it. There's always been some kind of shame that women have felt about talking about 
if they have a miscarriage or something, right? And maybe the, the shame that they might feel about their child dying, even if it's an infant, no matter what age. Yeah, you know, at least they, they acknowledge this openly. It's terrible because it's like, you know, we were all like, hey, wait a minute. Somebody mentioned on Twitter, like, oh, we should have heard something by now. And then when we did hear it, it was like, oh, no, this is not what we wanted to hear. Obviously, we don't want this to happen. They were so happy. And for Pasternak, who just wants to have kids so badly, it's just the worst thing. So in a, in a way, I'm glad that hockey players have been able to be open about it because men talking about this, you know, and even if they're they're talking about it in a way like I need some space, please, I, I don't want to talk about this. I'm just telling you that this happened. I don't want to talk about it. That is still something because you know, fans need to see things from hockey players. And this is one of those things where you can deal with the worst tragedy you can imagine uh, happening in your family. Like I said, it's it's going to take a long time and they will work through it as best as they can. But, you know, like anything, you never fully get over it. They're young and uh, it's a tragedy and they will have more opportunity in the future. I don't feel like I could say any more good words about this or any good words about it. So... All right, let's talk about some other uh, transactions. You know, we talked about Camper going to the KHL. Kevin Miller, long a lightning rod, has called it a career, uh, which you called. It still stings to see it, right? Like, yep. Like watching him come back this year, like I, I, I know damn well why he didn't win the Masterton, but like, fuck. Well, you know what? If Oscar Lindblom had not had and defeated cancer. <laughs> yes. Um, and Ewing sarcoma, no less. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Miller probably would have gotten it hands down. I, we declared him having a peg leg and play, uh, kept together by duct tape and glue and hopes and dreams. And, like, I'm sure the team discussed d- d- discussed on my uh, repossessing of my Kelly's adamantium, adamantium legs. Because, like, Kevin Miller needed them more. Right. And probably just weren't the right size. Imagine they're adjustable, just like, you know, push a button and clink it up the next hole. It's a clink, clink, clink. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he battled through injury even last year because he, he, you know, he played in 28 games in the regular season. And he had a foot infection, probably staph infection in his foot. And that kept him out for a long time. And, you know, he came back from that, too. Uh, it's not for a, a, a lack of want here. He just battled back for two years, and it's a shame to see him have to go out like this. But well, pretty much after getting that concussion, that was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. I, I can see him just knowing that his body's just not ready for it anymore. And that, and that's, uh, you got to respect him for that. A heart of a lion and his body's not up to it. I, I was thinking about this tonight. I said to my husband that it would be really great if he could get in with a team and do like weight and conditioning because he seems to be ideal for something like that. Again, like he looked fantastic when he did play this season. Yeah. Or like early on anyway. Man. Yeah. So it might take him a little bit to figure out what he wants to do, but 
there could be a, a you know, there's a future out there for him. It's just not playing. And that sucks. Um, his career, you know, I mean, the average hockey career is like three years, to be honest. So if you can get beyond that, that's great. He played for seven or he had seven years. So good luck to him moving on from playing and moving into a new part of his life. And, you know, he still has the ability to move around and, uh, and think. So this is all very good, but you know, it's a tough decision. He'll still be around. There's still Martian Mill, whatever it is. That's guy. Wherever it is, he and Marshy plan on taking that. I mean, they they bought an outfitter, an outfitter guy, guiding outfit in Newfoundland last year. So, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So it, it could be like he has a future outside of hockey, and that's even more fantastic. So good for him. You know what? Fire Charlie Moore and make it Kevin Miller outdoors. Oh my God, I would I would watch that show because I can't understand why anybody watches Charlie Moore. No, I can't either. He he is, he's like a joke, like and he's not funny. No, it's not a good awful. joke. And it's like I look at him and I'm just like, oh my God, this is what people look at and think of Boston. Oh yeah. God. Uh anyway. The Mad Fisherman. Oh I, well, he's friends with Cam Neely, so not much I'm going to do about that. Um, uh, so, uh, so Patrice Bergeron missed out on the Selkie, which we kind of knew would happen. But he, yeah. he got another award. He got the Marc Messier Leadership Award. The Marc Messier Award and excellence at being Marc Messier. I would like to say you got the Marc Messier Award at Excellence in being Patrice Bergeron. I mean, that's fair. Marc Messier can never win the he can never an award for being excellent at being Patrice Bergeron, but that's because no one but Bergie could. No. And that's not just, you know, some snowflake bullshit. It's just because Bergie's an unattainable ideal. Ah, God, he's perfection. <laughs> he is. He is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I Now I need to stop thinking about Bergie. Thank you. You know, I, I think I told this to Tim. I don't know if I told this to you. Did you know that Marc Messier's uh, father was named in uh, Willie O'Ree's book uh, as being one of the worst, most racist players towards him? Yeah, you, I think you mentioned that in the chat thread. Oh, my God. And because, the, you know, Willie O'Ree's book takes it, it's not just what was in the documentary. It, it expands upon that. So it, it's worth a read. I think it's a it's a good read. Willie O'Ree is just a really uh, down-to-earth, very likable player. So for him to be the first black player in the uh, officially in the NHL uh, is uh, is an amazing thing. So anyway, but yeah, that was uh, Mark Messier's uh, father was not a, a great guy. So it's good that Mark Messier is a better, better man than him, right? Um, Brad was fourth in heart voting as well. Really? I did not know that. Wow. Which one's the heart again? MVP. Okay. <laughs> they have so many words and they're all similar and they're all named something. Um, why don't you just call it the MVP? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I come from a background where it's like, you know, like I remember, <laughs> you'll remember this too from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Why do they call it black holes? Well, because it's black and it kind of acts like a hole. 
<laughs> and I mean, like, if you really want to be weird about it, it's kind of a gap in reality, okay. <laughs> right, but, you know, like, science things tend to be pretty down-to-earth in how we describe things, right? <laughs> so, like, don't, well, it's like, don't get me wrong, there's almost certainly always a much more complicated science word for it, but, like... The science version that makes it colloquial tends to be pretty straightforward. <laughs> exactly. So it's like there. Why can't we just call it the MVP in football? They call it the MVP. Um, I don't know what they call it in other sports. It, do they call it an MVP in in basketball? Uh, basketball, yeah, I believe so. In baseball, it's the MVP. But they do have the Cy Young Award, which is like the best league. So like they call that something different. Okay. Well. All right. All right. So. Other things do things differently. Let's talk about coaching changes. Ooh. So it was um, uh, two changes and it was about a week apart or so, I think. Um, days. Days. Yeah, days. Like, so so um, uh, Pan, yeah, Pandolfo went left first, right? So Pandolfo was announced as joining the coaching staff at, um, uh, at BU. Yep. He's going to be the associate head coach. Which I find interesting that he went from an assistant, an NHL deputy, we'll say, just to, to, to um, umbrella associates and assistants, however you want to break them down, to being a deputy in the NCAA. Like, I'm wondering, is like, where was that's, that's a demotion, a substantial one. <laughs> According to what I read, I think in Matt Porter's article in the Boston Globe, he wanted a better work-life balance. He has okay. kids that are young enough that he still wants to spend time with them and still can spend so time with them. So he's decided he, that is, is not really at a point where he wants to be in an, uh, working in an NHL schedule. Okay. Yeah, so he's been doing it, but it's a lot of travel and it's a lot of time being away from his kids. And I think maybe, you know, the pandemic changed everything for everybody. It did. And he got to spend a fair amount of time, you know, with his kids at home. And they struggled in the way that lots of other parents and kids did uh, during this time. And he decided that he wanted to have a better balance of that. So it's limited travel, right? You only play so many games a year, only so many games on the road. I'm just going to say most of it's within Hockey East and with Notre, with Notre Dame no longer part of Hockey East, it's, it's, it's a pretty small travel region. Your longest trip, your longest trip's Orono. <laughs> I can respect this decision. I mean, not that I would not respect the decision, but I absolutely can because it's like when you have kids that are not quite grown it's different for him than it is for Bruce Cassidy. I know that Bruce Cassidy has young teenagers or tweens as kids. Well, it, it's a different, it's a difference because like Pandolfo was probably making 500 K. Yeah. Cassidy makes more and Cassidy, this is his dream <laughs> job. Yeah. Okay. He said he was so excited when he got the job as the head coach uh, and when it was official and he came on all the radio stations and he talked about how he grew up a Bruins fan and that this is his dream job. So for him, he can manage that. He also makes more money and takes his kids to do as many things as he possibly can. You know, I mean, it's it's tough on hockey players, too. We know that, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Pandolfo made a good decision for him and his family. And there you go. 
Yeah, that makes more sense now because I I hadn't read that article and I was just baffled by that choice. But I mean, like you set yourself up good somewhere like BU. That's a career long position, right? Like, yeah, and he's he's also that's his alma mater, so yeah. So it's like, of course, he wants to go back there. I get it. Uh, people people who went to BU they end up at BU <laughs> or with the New York Rangers, as it turns out. Who knows? <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, yeah, so we have that. And then a couple of days later, when we when we were all wondering about Jay Leach probably making the jump up from Providence. Jay Leach gets hired to be an assistant in Seattle. Yep. Which, like, that fucking sucks, to be honest. Like, there'd been talk for a couple of years that teams kept wanting to talk to Leach and Boston was really leery and didn't want to run, risk, risk changeover in, in Providence again after having gone from Cassidy to Dean to Leach in the span of as many years. Yep. He decided to go to Seattle, and he said it was a, a, a good opportunity for him. So there he goes. Now, I, I wonder why Boston didn't rush to offer him the assistant position unless they really wanted to keep him in Providence because he's been doing good work there. But, like, I don't know. I, th- I think the organization fucked up here. M- might might have fucked up here. Or unless Leach's decision was already made when the position was available in Boston. I don't know. Yep, I don't have as good an idea about that, other than he just said that this was a really good opportunity for him. So it's like, it was an opportunity he didn't feel he could pass up. So whether or not he looked at it as like, this could springboard him to be more, because like, let's face it, Bruce Cassidy, unless he really fucks up, is going to be here for a while. Yeah. And maybe he's just looking at it like, okay, well, they hired Jave Haxtall, and I respect him, and, and I will work with him and whatever, but... He might have a short leash. You don't want to think about it that way, but maybe. I was going to say, like, there's nothing in, in Hackstall's record to suggest he's actually any good at this. He struck me as a strange hire by Seattle. Yeah, you can be really great at the college level and be really terrible at the professional level. That happens in football all the time. Because, like, all I know is he was terrible in Philly and, like... People were never happy that he was on the coaching staff in in, in Toronto. Like t- Leafs fans were like continuously upset about it and blamed a lot of things on him. Yep. I guess if I were Jay Leach, looking at the two situations, like a t- looking down the barrel of a gun, there's a good chance that he could be a head coach in Seattle before he was in in Boston. That's the way I look at it. Well, you got to figure like in terms of heir appearance, he would have probably been further. He would have been behind at least probably kept probably Kevin Dean. And of course, Joe Sacco has been a head NHL head coach before. <laughs> right, right. So there was no clear road for him. And if he wants to be an NHL head coach, and maybe he'd be a good one, you mm-hmm. know, because he's had success at the AHL level. Yeah, go to the, a place where the path could be clearer. You can make a, a better name for yourself, we'll say. And I was wondering when Tuca was going to make it into. She came by earlier, but she didn't walk all full on in front of the camera. Mm. Did you take her with you? We did. Oh, she got to be with her family. Well, no, she was kind of an ass and she got put in cat jail for the duration of the we- of the wedding and dinner. We were originally going to let her out during dinner, but then she immediately jumped on the do- on the set table, skittered the coffee, skittered the uh, tablecloth. It's like, oh, nope, you're gone. Well, as soon as the table was set, much, at one point much earlier in the day, she had to be she had to be locked up because apparently, like, she wasted no time <laughs> because cats- she's a cat. <laughs> cats are assholes. I did finally get to meet Calvin, and he was a perfect gentleman to me. He was very really? curious about me. He, yes. he sounds like a, he sounds like a dangerous lunatic. He sounds like a Kachuk brother, and he has like the smallest meow, meow, meow. 
It is so tiny, and he's only tiny. He's not that big. It's like Tuca before she got fat, huh? I guess. I mean, really <laughs> tiny. And I was just like, oh, I hear all these things about you. I hear you're a dangerous lunatic. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually go and pet him. I just let him sniff me out. So, uh, you know, all this time I thought like, oh, dogs were my familiar. But no, it turns out it's a black cat. So it's all right. I, black cats and I usually get along very well. <laughs> it's like well, then. goth recognizes goth. I, I don't know. Uh, you know. But anyway, yeah, that's the coaching stuff. It, it's It'll be interesting to see who comes up because uh, I've heard mention, I think it was Mark Diver or Diver. Have we agreed on how he says his name? Maybe it's Diver. Mm. I think he said something about Chris Kelly possibly making the jump up from player development because that's what Pandolfo did too. He went from player. It would be him uh, skipping a step because Pandolfo went from player development coach to director of player development ah. to assistant coach. So so the full arc would involve Langenbrunner becoming an assistant and Kelly becoming director of player development. Interesting. Okay. I don't think that's gonna happen. I've heard I've seen nothing that suggested that. <laughs> no, but Kelly was an assistant in Ottawa. He was. So uh, that makes me wonder. I, I don't know. Nobody's made any announcement. You know, they've got time to figure this stuff out. They also have to figure out who's going to be the new head coach in Providence. So. And I've seen suggested maybe they stay all in house and go Kelly for Boston and uh, in Whitfield for Providence. Uh, yeah. Okay, I guess. I mean, Trent Whitfield's cursed, so I don't know if you want to hit your wagon, hit yourself to that wagon. But okay. Tuka, what are you doing? Tuka is currently fighting Jeff. It'll be interesting to see who wins this one. Well, I'm going to guess that Tuka's losing this one because now (laughs) Jeff is in control of her front limbs and making her do dances and pretend that she's shadow boxing. So Tuka has definitely lost this battle. She does not seem too distraught by it. Jeff does not seem to be bloodied nor scratched up. And that is the play-by-play on that one. Hire me! So, Tim, what do you think about uh, Trent Whitfield uh, being the coach down in Providence? I mean, I figured that that's what they would do all along. He's been there for a while. He's been an assistant for like four years. That, that's that's what I thought they would do. I mean, everyone down there seems to like him, and he seems to be doing okay. I don't think they'd keep him around or even consider him if they didn't think he was uh, doing okay. I initially thought that before Leach left that they would, Leach would come to the Bruins and then they would make Whitfield uh, the head coach of Providence. But if I was half right, then half right's better than the entire thing being wrong. Oh, we're so used to being wrong, though. That's true, too. That's kind of like our brand. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we're, 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 we're lucky if we're not wrong by the time the show comes out. Right, <clears throat> right. Exactly. You know. That's true, too. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I think he could be good. Players who were not really good players necessarily at the high in the NHL level generally make good coaches. So, yep, there's there's hope. Jeff just thinks he's cursed. That's all. So, I mean, he's been on two different teams that went up went from being up three zero in a series and losing, once with Boston and once with Providence, in that order. 
So we'll that, see. That's cursed. I mean, get the sage out. <laughs> Call a voodoo priestess. Bury some voodoo dolls. I don't know. Sacri- sacrifice a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> you know, if you want, I will do a tarot reading and consult the cards about this, but uh, I'm not going to do it right now. One thing that we forgot to talk about in all of this, we talked about it beforehand, but we didn't talk about it during this episode. Charlie Coyle had maintenance, now remember, quotations here, maintenance, surgery, on his left knee. To repair his MCL, which was torn, and to repair what is called a uh, an avulsion as well. Now, if you don't know what an avulsion is, it's where the ligament is attached to the bone and the bone comes off from the mother bone. So it's like the ligament is attached to a tiny piece of bone. It's just like doing whatever it wants. That is no longer attached to more bone. Right. It's just doing whatever it wants, like hanging around in there, causing all sorts of chaos. Yeah. So uh, maintenance, that's that's the uh, term on that. Uh, I would consider that uh, a little bit more than maintenance, but okay. So yeah, Charlie Coyle played a considerable part of the season with that. And uh, he got that repaired and news of that came out, uh, you know, well after the repair and while he was like having drinks at Fenway Park with his girlfriend, you know, which happened after he got... Got his he got his doggo a puppy. <laughs> oh my God, Gracie! Gracie, who's a golden retriever. They changed the name of the Instagram account. Uh, account. Now it's not just uh, Golden Boy Bodie; it's Golden Boy Bodie and Gracie. I think. Um, so yes, it's it's perfect. I think if you're a Bruins player and you have a dog, you have to get another dog. Duh! It's just how it works. Yes, it's very important to let you know about the Bruins dog situations. Uh, you know, I'm always up on top of that. Like, like you can tell me about certain players and whatever. I'm like, huh? I don't know. But you bring up that they got a dog. Of course I knew about that. I knew about that weeks ago. <laughs> it had showed up on my Twitter. I didn't know that this was new. I didn't know that this was hot new news. I I, I, I thought this was, was, was a new big deal because I hadn't, you know. I mean, I feel like I need to have a newsletter about Bruins dogs. I need to go meet all of them and then I'll have a newsletter. This will be a perfect excuse to meet Winnie. Oh my God, Winnie, I love Winnie so much. So, but unfortunately I might not get a chance to meet uh, Bo because, well, his dad's probably not going to be part of the team much longer. But that's okay. Let's talk about the exciting expansion draft that's happening on Wednesday. So, a lot of teams threw curveballs on their projection lists. You know which one? What team didn't throw any curveballs? The Boston Bruins. Thank fuck. Um, now, mind you, I don't sure what curveballs they possibly could have thrown. To be perfectly honest, they're just um. The Bruins' exposed list is not terribly impressive because we have a large number of important players who are currently UFA. Mm-hmm. So Boston naturally went with the um seven three one expansion structure. Because they had more than eight skaters they'd like to protect, and only and only three defensemen that were like necessary to protect. Or so we had to protect Bergeron because a he's Bergeron, b he has an NMC. Likewise, uh, Brad Marchand because Brad Marchand is a Brad Marchand, and b has an NMC. And Charlie Coyle because he has an NMC. 
David Pasternak doesn't have an NMC? He's not eligible for one yet. Oh, he's so young. That's yeah, right. I, I, right. So, um... David Pasternak's been around for so long that I just assume that he's like 27 years old, and he's not. Oh, he was like 14 when he started playing for the team. Citation needed. Are you sure it wasn't 11? Oh, interesting. He has an NMC starting this fall. But it doesn't count as kicked in yet because it doesn't kick in until the day, first day of free agency. Right. Not that it matters. He's David Posternock, and they're protecting David Posternock because he's David motherfucking Posternock. It's interesting because he'll be 25. I mean, he is 25 now. So he's played for the Bruins for about 14 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 The math checks out there. So, okay, so obviously on forwards, those four, and then as well, um, Craig Smith – because if Greg Smith was exposed, it would that would be a strategic move to protect all other people were exposed, was what it would be. It would be in that case, and there's no need to do that. Jake DeBrusque, which has proven a divisive choice, and I don't really get why, even though I'm quite dumb with Jake DeBrusque, and the team is clearly quite dumb with Jake DeBrusque. He's got value. But that's what people don't think. They don't think he has value. They'd rather just let him leave and protect, and protect the fucking anyone else there's only like three players under contract that are relevant con relative points of discussion there because if you're protecting debrusque you're already into a uh, 731 situation out of the non-negotiables right so he's your fifth protect protected forward <clears throat> at highest so you're protecting him over richie <clears throat> lazar and wagner they <laughs> could take lazar Honestly, like I've seen some chatter today saying, it's "Like you know, don't be surprised if it happens." I'm like, that would suck. But like, the point is, is like, who would have fuck are you protecting over DeBrusque because it doesn't affect the defenseman situation in any way? But that's what people who would rather Cliffy or fucking uh, Lau's on, and this is fucking Colin Miller all over again. Well, like I'm just like, where did all these Jeremy Lauzon enthusiasts come from in the last week? Like I'm just like I'm, it's like I'm convinced all of you have said terrible things about this player, and recently, where the fuck do y'all come from? Also, like they just they they the what it comes down to is people don't understand DeBrusque's value. They think they would get a bag of pucks for him when you could probably get a decent pick, maybe package him with something for a player. I'd say worst case, he's worth a second. Hey, exactly. Easy. He's not that far gone that he couldn't go to another team and be a reclamation project. But you yeah. can't just give him away. Like, you're not going to get a first for him anymore, I don't think. No. But, like, a second, easy, no problem. Or as part of, or, or packaged with a pick for a better player. Yeah. Or straight up for Connor Garland actually seems like a plausible scenario, just saying. <laughs> Change of scenery for him in Arizona. He doesn't have the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the media is certainly not as tough either. Then you'd be bringing a local boy home, which is pretty much what the Bruins like to do. Yeah, yes. I, I saw you know Garland play going back to like uh, my juniors. He was he's pretty good for yeah. a wee fella. <laughs> Defense. We, of course, playing, protecting um, McAvoy, Carlo, and Grizzlick, obviously. And this is where everyone consolidates. It's like, well, okay, we're, the universal consensus seems, it seems to be that Boston's losing Connor Clifton. Okay. And? Uh, well, the only thing about that is that's like the one defenseman that losing genuinely creates a hole. If they were to take Richie, it's like, okay, we still have DeBrusque. Then you just keep DeBrusque. He's your, three, your three, third line left wing. No big deal. 
you'll, you'll lose, you'll lose Lazard. Like, he's a fourth line center. Maybe, maybe Frederick's ready to be that, or you can find, you can find any, find any of the mini heap somewhere. All right. You lose Lausanne. Look, I don't want to lose Connor Clifton because, again, he is one of those guys who came in and played admirably when he was needed. And he he had a great playoffs until there was no one left in front of him. It can't be overstated how awful the Bruins defense became when nobody was there. Yeah. Uh, He is good, but he needs other players to compliment him to make him better. And he's not making those really bad decisions that he, he used to make, the, the real cliffy hockey stuff. But again, it's 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 like the Colin Miller thing all over again. It, it really is. is. It, it, we don't want to lose our defensemen. I get that. I understand that. I would rather they took Lausanne. I would rather they took Nick Ritchie. Because- I would love they t- if they took Jeremy, if they took Jakob Zaborl and just like, well, that's that then. Yeah. <sighs> I think they'll go defense, though, like from us, just because Jay Leach, I believe, is going to be working with their defense specifically. And that's generated a little bit of Zaboral chatter from what I've seen. So that could be interesting because Leach rather famously thinks very highly of Jakob Zaboral. Yeah, he loved him down in Providence. If he is the Zaboral whisperer, then that's great. Give him yeah. a new leash on life and away from here. I'm it's fine. Just just liberate us from this between that and probably letting Sinitian walk. Like, let's face it, they're not going to qualify Sinitian. Uh, just just wash your hands of 2015 and move the fuck on. Enjoy the Brandon Carlo that we got out of it. <sighs> I always do. Because <laughs> everybody talks about 2015. And they talk about how terrible all that stuff was and... And I'm like, yep, yep, I understand what you're saying. But we got Brandon Carlo. Oh, but also, here's here's the thing about that as well. It's 2021. Move on. Like, 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 let's move on. We get it. They done. Go- Fuck. It happens. Like, shit. Like, they, they didn't. They did a bad thing. And it didn't work out for them. Okay. It's like the Tyler Sagan's trade. Not Tyler Sagan's, but Tyler Sagan trade. That would be Tyler Sagan. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. It would be if he were cloned and there were multiple of him. Uh, (laughs) Which I got to tell you, I'm into the clone thing. But still, the the point is, (laughs) have we gotten over that? Some people have not clearly gotten over that. But it's like after a while, you just have to fucking move on. Yeah, the return was terrible. We can all agree with that. It didn't really work out. Yep, we got that. But guess what? What has worked out for Tyler Sagan? The Stars made an appearance in the final in the pandemic year. And he's a good player still. Like, that's really all it is. Like, he's a good player on another team. He he made Jamie Benn a very wealthy man. Yeah. It's too bad he can't teach Jamie Benn some things, but you know. I was going to say, I'm I'm willing to bet Tyler Sagan, you know, does the right thing, unlike Jamie Benn. Oh, yeah. I bet for sure. Yeah. Okay. Goaltender. Oh, Dan, Dan Vladar. Oh, and this this is another fucking thing. Oh my god. Jeremy Swayman doesn't need to be protected. Holy shit. He doesn't. Nope. It that's what was like protected. Vladar was the only goalie that you would protect in that situation. You're not gonna a free agent. You're not gonna protect fucking Yarrow, a free agent. Also, Yarrow's gonna be gone anyway. So like, you're not doing it. You protect as of yesterday, we had confirmation of that from from Halak's uh, agents. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he clearly does not want to play half a year and wait for Tuca to come back. I get it. Yeah, sure. Vladash is the only goalie they have under contract who qualifies in this way. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Only they, they've 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 given a qualifying offer to Callum Booth for the singular purpose of uh, uh, of getting through expansion, which puts them in interesting positions. I doubt they actually want to bother, you know, signing him, but they had to paint themselves into a corner on this, and it would be rude not to. Yeah. Well, you know, the main Mariners are going to need another goalie. He <laughs> is not eligible. Oh damn it! Um, Kyle Kaiser is the uh, only um, uh, Bruin goaltender that can be sent down to to the Mariners. Mm. Which we completely forgot to talk about that news. Oh yeah, the main well, Mariners are the new ECHL ECHL affiliate, which is nice. No more, no longer is it fucking Atlanta, which didn't make sense anyway. I was, I'm excited. I bought an old school main Mariners shirt from when they were first an AHL team because they decided to put them on sale with the old logo and colors. Because at one point. Before the Providence Bruins came around, the main Mariners AHL team were their affiliate. So this is technically the second time the Mariners have been an affiliate with the Bruins. I'm excited because I can go over to Worcester and watch them play the Railers. Yeah. They'll definitely be in that league, in that alignment, right? So I believe so. So, yeah, that's your protected list you had. Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Posternock, Craig Smith, Jake Brusque. Charlie Coyle, Trent Frederick, Charlie McAvoy, both Charlies, incidentally, Mac Rizlik, Brandon Carlo, Be Still My Heart, and Daniel Vladash. Those are your protected people. Taylor Hall, David Craigie, Tukaras did not need to be protected. They are UFAs as of right now. And this is just kind of a clinic in Don Sweeney just choosing the time to sign people so he doesn't have to protect the, everybody. Exactly. Like, I mean, he lucked out a bit, like because um, uh, Chiarelli signed both those, both the Krejci and the uh, Rask contracts. And they just happened to end at the right time for him. Yep. Although, interestingly, if Rask had another year on, year of term with his injury, do you bet they pull what a couple other teams are pulling and expose him to or protect Fladash? Maybe just because of the hurt, he's hurt. Like, so he like, was already under contract. I mean, like if, if he hadn't signed him, like yeah, if he had eight yeah. years instead of seven years. They could just be. They might just because he's hurt. And like, does does Seattle want to waste a pick on a guy who's not going to come back until January? Also, what are the chances that at that point in time, too, say Seattle would take him even though he's coming back in January? Who's to say Tuka wouldn't just be like, you know what, I'm going to retire because I don't want to play for Seattle? Yeah. Obviously, we've heard some words that uh, Taylor Hall could be locked up as soon as like basically Wednesday. What was the number? Does anybody remember the numbers that, that were being stated? This is all still conjecture. I think it was four and five and a half, four years, five and a half mil. Yeah. Yeah, like, we'll see the real. I mean, that seems really short to me. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm willing to go five years. Are you willing to go five years? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to pro- tell them that you got to do. Uh... Okay, five years. Five years. Five, yes, six is put. If you six, oh, I want five and not five and a half. I know it's only a half a million on the cap per year, but yeah, I would say five. six years would make him the um uh, well tied with Carlo was the longest um uh, contracted player on the team. It would make him thirty five when he's done or thirty six. I mean, like for starters, I if I was Hall, I know you want the payday, but you really want to commit to a team that you know is only going to be good for maybe three more years. 
I mean, maybe. <laughs> Taylor Hall committed to the Buffalo Sabres for a year. <laughs> he could not have been thinking they were going to be good. Well, no, but I'm sure he wasn't thinking they'd be that bad. <laughs> that's that's fair, but like... I mean, he was a part of that, though, so like that's hard to say, I suppose. Do you, do you think that players think in those terms? I mean, we think in those terms, but do they? do you think that they do? We're constantly told that they genuinely are looking to be somewhere that they where they want to win. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it occurs to me that some people don't think that way. Winning could be relative, though. Like Buffalo didn't lose every game, so likely they won some. <laughs> I mean, you can look at the Bruins, and the Bruins are a winning team, but they didn't win the cup. Right. So, like. I guess you ha- it's what it's how you define winning I guess. I like if you want to win more games than you're going to lose, then Buffalo is probably not the place to go. But if you want to win a couple games, <laughs> then <heck. laughs> uh, No, wait a minute. Hear me out. I only want to win 10 games. <laughs> I only want to win 10 games this year. So, I am willing to sign for 8 million dollars. And I want to make sure don't get me wrong. I only want to score two goals and four points otherwise. I only want to score six points through 40-something games, okay? That's all I'm committing to, and I only want to win 10 games. <laughs> I don't think a player's ever said that. <laughs> no. Anyway, we'll see what happens with Hall. However, I did read something from Fluto today that was a little alarming. So he brought up again that there doesn't seem to, at least publicly, there's no known answer out of Krejci's camp what he's doing. There's no contract terms bubbling around because it's not clear if he's made a call yet, if he's decided what he wants to do yet. What Fluto also said, though, is that he speculated how much a Hall resigning would be contingent on Krejci coming back as well. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I'd want to, if I were Taylor Hall, I would get on the phone with David Krejci and beg him to come back. Well, there's the thing, right? Because like, if you're Taylor Hall and suddenly, you know, you resign with Boston and suddenly you're finding yourself committed to be, to have either, you know, Charlie Coyle or Jack Studnicka as your center or God forbid, or, or, or they do something crazy and sign, Mar- and, and, and sign, um, uh, you know, Philip Dano, which would actually like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. Um, but like, is that really what you wanted, what you signed on for? If Taylor Hall was saying, all of the stuff that he was saying and meaning it, if he was telling the truth about how he'd long wanted to be in Boston, then that shouldn't affect him. What I'm saying is like, you know, it's, it's kind of like if Boston is the dream gig, you had a good feeling about the city. You've always wanted to be here. That shouldn't affect him. But I could see how it would very much affect him if he was a little bit like he was saying that stuff because he was being the good hockey bot. Um, but there was a little bit of like doubt in there, and it was contingent on having a really good center. Yeah, uh, you know, I know that ja- Jack Eichel is being uh, bandi- uh, bandied about as being traded or on the block, um, and he would definitely not want to have Jack Eichel back here uh, in that. No, slot. I imagine not. I mean, not that the Bruins could do it. The Bruins don't have the things for that. I'm just going to say they have the space, which like is it's sort of the space and he's from Chelmsford. So like, this is why it gets talked about because like they can't do it. Yeah. But yeah. They, they can't, they don't have the assets. 
Buffalo can't be that stupid twice in a no. row uh, about giving up basically um, a good player for nothing. So if I were Taylor Hall, I'd be talking to David Krejci and trying to convince him to make the good decision. But I'm also going to say with a little bit of optimism that the fact that Krejci hasn't come out and said already that he doesn't want to be back leads me to believe that he's tending towards one more run. Uh, Bergie's up next year. Well, there's the there's the thing. If you're Krejci, I know they're not buddies, but like they've been teammates for over a decade. Yep. You like, don't have to be would, buddies. You can have a mutual yeah, respect for like, each other. Well, like, would, would you, if you were Krejci, want to leave Bergeron hanging without 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 real support behind him for what could be his last his last shot? No doubt. That, that would that would be rude. They they came up together essentially. Yeah, uh, Bergie has a little bit more time on him, but you know they came up together. Uh, they have a, a mutual respect for each other. You have to imagine. And uh, how could anybody want to disrespect Bergie? If I were Bergie, I'd be on the phone with him. Um, also, there's just simply the matter is both of them have to appreciate that while they didn't play on the same line, both of their respective successes were in part where we're going to certainly at least partially contingent on the minutes the other was capable of eating. But he, you know what? <laughs> you know what's really amazing too is that on the occasions that you do see them both playing on the ice at the same time, it is amazing. It Good is. things happen. You know what I mean? So it's like. Uh, it's like good players respect each other and make each other better. And I would be working with that. I mean, I get it. Time is short. You want to do the things that you want to do. But do you want to have one good go of it? I mean, Sweeney and Neely have said they, they want, they owe it to Brad and to Bergie, especially to have one more crack at it. So get David Krejci back here. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't care how much you spend on him if you're going to do a one-year deal. Make it so that he wants to be here. I, I don't I don't care. If he, if he wants to be here for two years, that's fantastic. But, uh, you know, make it happen. Because I feel like having Taylor Hall here, you're right, having Taylor Hall here without that good center to, to build off of is kind of dumb. and uh, a, a waste. Yes, yes. So make it work. You know, if you want, I will call David Krejci. I will call him and I'll tell him how important he is to uh, the Bruins fans to come back. Even though we tried to trade him to Carolina, that was for his own good. It's because we couldn't see a way out of things. We were wrong, but we're not wrong about this. So we, we should just have our our, um, uh, our, our Carolina correspondent um, uh, go to a summer home in South Carolina and, and apologize in person on our behalf. Yep. And explain how important it is that he send, continue to be a Bruin. <laughs> send him an edible arrangement. Not with edibles, but, you know, I maybe mean, with edibles. I don't know. If that doesn't, you know, send him some hair care products, you know. Um, uh, there is a shampoo in a bag that's supposed to be pretty fantastic for all hair types. You know, use that one. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like after that, uh, after what Wagner said on the radio, that might come across as a personal attack. <laughs> I will claim that I know nothing. I'm just, <laughs> I just know that he likes to wear his hair a certain way. I was just helping him out. And, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so it's going to be interesting to see 
what happens. Uh, regardless, I think that we will be saying goodbye to Sean Crowley, which I'm mixed on because my heart kind of loves him for things that he's done in the past. But uh, this league is very much uh, like uh, like Janet Jackson said back in uh, 1985, what have you done for me lately? Mm. Yeah, it's very much like that. You thought I was going to say, you know, nasty. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Anyway, I am in my own time here as a Gen Xer, <laughs> enjoying the, the pop music of the 80s. I, I'm sad, but also I, I read some things. I don't know how girls know these things around Boston, but they do. But he was a little bit of a player and he would lead women on. So I can't respect that man. I don't mind oh. if you sleep around, but if you're leading women on in, in a certain way, like, hey, we're going to have a relationship, but we're totally not. That's not right, man. No. Not cool. Not cool at all. You know? So, yeah. Anyway, um, interestingly, something else that's been going around lately. Ooh. A league source told this to, uh, to, to, to Fluto that he thinks that Boston might not qualify Nick Ritchie if he doesn't get, cla- if he doesn't get claimed in expansion. Oh, wow. That's something. Basically, they want no part of the award he would receive in arbitration. Uh, what would that be? Uh, more than he's worth, because he just had because he because he just came off a pretty good season, and those goals ten, and goals tend to factor pretty heavy in our in our hearings. Yeah, actually, I almost want to. It's as weird as it sounds because he di- he didn't he wasn't completely useless this year. He was pretty good. I would want him. I might want to move on from Nick Ritchie only in the fact that it's probably not going to get much better than this year, and he's probably going to be overpaid the next few years. So. I was going to say, you can't pay him more than like two five. <sighs> yeah, okay. It's sort of like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's sort of like Kasha. It's like, well, I mean, like, I mean, it's time, it's time to cut bait, but. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe if you resign him for way less than his qualifier, like you know, in a one year, just see if he can still do it. But like, Richie's different. Richie has no reason to agree to that. No, 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 no. Um, he <laughs> he won the seventh player award. Uh, yeah, like I have no problem with him maximizing his own value. I just don't want him to maximize his value in Boston. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can go somewhere else and do that. That's fine. <laughs> the alternative is, you know, qualify him and then flip his rights. But. Was he the one that we got for. Heinen. Whom um, Anaheim ha- has exposed. And uh, from everything I've seen, there's a good chance won't qualify either. Okay. Well. Bruins didn't, Bruins didn't lose the trade. <laughs> um, he didn't probably like being, uh, I mean, he'd probably like to be closer to home if he somehow or another got picked up by Seattle, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, it's not a lot of good choices in Anaheim, but yeah. They actually got defensemen that are better, we're, we're, that, that are better, better picks exposed. Right, right. Bjork got got protected in Buffalo. I mean, who the fuck else were they going to protect? <laughs> well, they didn't they didn't protect Jeff Skinner. Well, yeah. I thought he waived <laughs> his no move clause. Well, yeah, because they know they're not going to because he knows damn well they're not going to take him. No, why would they? <laughs>
Did they protect all of the Rasmi, though? The Rasmis? The, uh, the Rasmuses. <laughs> Rasmus. Did you know? You know what? Glenn and I were talking this today about how there's uh, one team in the league that has two Yespers, and I looked at him and I said, "Is that New Jersey? It's New Jersey. Yeah, uh, Yesper brought and and Bockfest, yeah, yep, or Bockfest, yeah. Bockfest, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I guess they protected all. They protected all three Rasmi. Oh, wow. oh my God! Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, um, uh, Asblund was viewed as one of their one of the likely picks coming off of them, but uh, the fact that they've, ex- of course, Colin Miller's exposed. So, like, I feel like he's like the favorite, the favorite league wide to be the taken in multiple expansions, uh, in consecutive expansions player. And you know what? I feel nothing for the fact that he was exposed and taken in the the the, uh, the Vegas one. It's fine, whatever. And people wanted to make it. Oh my god! Then this year it's Colin Miller all over again, and I just can't stand it. And I'm also sick of like, oh, Bruins Twitter. Bruins Twitter just is just so awful. Like ninety nine point. Eight percent of the time, and then, yeah, I ju- I just ah, oh, it's just a mess. It's just an absolute mess. All right, why don't we talk about something else? Um, let's talk about some non-brewing stuff right now. Uh, I did get some comments from people because last uh, last episode I was very emotional and honest and honest about how I was feeling because I I'd made a decision on the fate of the podcast and I wasn't feeling very comfortable with it at the time. And I'm going to tell you right now. Um first of all, Russ Hollowell was very verklempt about the O Captain, my captain f- following me where I decided to go aspect. Um and I I'm not ready to give it up. So we have talked about it, all four of us. We've talked about uh, we're gonna do a seventh season. And I want to thank the people who contacted me, who gave me feedback on like, you know, don't worry about the editing so much. And, you know, you can take a break from certain things and we think it's fun and it's entertaining and all that stuff. And to do it, most importantly, the message that came across was to do it however you feel comfortable. You know, if you want to drop back to bi-weekly, do it bi-weekly. And by God, that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, we're going to, re- we're recording this week, we're recording next week and the week after because we have to just wrap up this, you know, the, the, the season, the end of the season, you know, because there's the expansion draft. We want to talk about that. There's going to be the regular draft. We're going to want to talk about that. And then there's going to be free agency and free agency is only really notable within that first like 24 to 48 hours. So we'll have that time. Um, that we'll, we'll talk about it because, you know, I mean, there are other signings that happen, but really, I mean, do you want to hear about like, you know, um, you know, guy player 25, yeah, Yeah. guy McGuyson getting signed by, you know, Carolina. No, you don't want to know about that. Yeah. Like, 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 and we don't have enough, like uh, our big name RFA is still like, you know, I mean, well, (laughs) the only two that they're for sure to resign have been resigned. Yeah. So it's not like there'll be, you know, a three, four week delay and we'll see an RFA signing because it's done. Yep. You've got six more years of 
toe picks and open nets. Hope you like that from Daddy Carlo. Uh, anyway, uh, my, my point is, is that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll take a break. Uh, we're going to talk about it some more. I have some ideas. Hopefully the other guys will have some ideas about what we want to do to just make it more entertaining and more fun for us. Because, you know, the thing that happened to me is that I started watching hockey so much that it became a chore. And uh, when something's a hobby, it should be fun. It should be something that you enjoy. And when you're watching hockey and you're writing about hockey and you're talking about hockey all the time, it can turn into a chore very quickly uh, if it's not your job. And we don't want this to be our job. I I would, honestly, I would really suck being uh, a reporter for any outlet. Uh, that's not me. That's not my job. Um, you know. and, and the fact is we've, 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 We've never explored monetizing this podcast, which means making keeping it fun is important. Is very important. <laughs> exactly. Um, once you monetize, you have to give in to certain whims, and you have to, uh, you know, you have to edit yourself in a certain way, not say certain things, um, you know, not swear or curse or whatever, or make jokes I mean, about I mean, uh, dumb things. Uh, you got to read ad copy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sell a little piece of your soul for that. And you know what? By all means, I'm not criticizing anyone. You do what you need to do. That's that's for you. Uh, for us, we don't want to do that. Um, and I'm not quite sure how I would sell somebody on that anyway. Although I did get an email this week uh, because I have tapped into the Barely on Topic Gmail. And I did get a, uh, something about like, oh, um, we could get guests on your show and we can uh, monetize your show. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I, I like it as it is. Um, but, you know, if we were going to do some kind of monetizing of the show, we might consider like T-shirts or something, something that fans could have, you know, a piece of the show for themselves. I haven't thrown that out the window, but I also haven't really introduced it either. So, mm -hmm. but my point is, is that we'll be back. We're going to do bi-weekly until we get to the playoffs. And the playoffs, it's not structured for bi-weekly. So then we'd go weekly. And I think it'll be refreshing and it'll be fun. Um, and this keeps us doing it for longer and getting uh, more enjoyment out of it. And when we enjoy it more, you enjoy it more. That's my pitch. So thank you, everyone, for selling us on the freedom to do what we need to do here. Because sometimes we need people to remind us of that yeah yeah we we appreciate all of that it's i don't know it's nice to hear that the podcast is wanted that was the main thing mm -hmm. from way it's like you don't i don't know you don't necessarily when we've done it for it's going to be the center and you don't necessarily always know um, if it's something wanted or not, and to have people come out and be and tell us that it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about the dozens of people who listen to us. Uh, the the people who listen to us. Um, sometimes they're quiet, and that's fine. You you do you. Um, uh, but but you know, there are people who are less quiet about it, and it's really great to hear from them as well. Um, and hopefully, you know, we're, we're going to talk about things that will make this podcast a little bit better. 
And, you know, we might have some kind of ability for your uh, interaction a little bit more. Uh, we'll talk about it. We're not really sure. Um, we're just in the beginning stages of that. We really just need to have a meeting, uh, which we haven't really had the time to do. So eh, everything comes in time. It's fine. So, yes, I just wanted to thank those who had the uh, the input, who uh, gave us input. Um, uh, I'm not going to... Uh, there were a lot of messages that were private that I, I referred to the associated parties here, you know, that, uh, you know, I don't want to necessarily talk about what the contents of those were. Um, I basically summed them up a little bit uh, because I feel like if somebody sends you a message privately, it's between you two, the two parties, you know, so just everything that I got, though, was positive and 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 reassuring. So it's really great. Uh, so I'm I'm really glad. Thank you so much for all of that. And with that, I think we should wrap up the show. Uh, yes. Well, listeners, you've been listening to Barely On Topic. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Attic, Podbean, apparently. Yeah, that was a surprise <laughs> to me. Yeah. Wow. And increasingly, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Places I don't know about. It's amazing. I mean, we might be on Audacity someday. I don't know. I I, I don't know. We could already be on Audacity. I, I don't know, honestly. Um, but anyway. <laughs> you can talk to us on uh, on Facebook. We're at Barely On Topic Podcast. Or on Twitter, at Barely On Topic. And, of course, there are... Our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Handgrenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at six more years of my boys of boys dot net. Also known as FBA from RI. Dot net, huh? Dot net. <laughs> I don't like dot biz and I don't like dot co. You know how it is. Yeah, that's fair. I, well, it could be dot org. You could be .org. Yeah, you don't have the credentials for .edu, unfortunately. But uh, no, I don't. But I could have a uh, Brandon Carlo University. <laughs> <laughs> Marlo. Word.